she's Lisa, and she rants. You are now listening to the Lisa Rants Podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to the Lisa Rants Podcast. This week, I'm going to talk about my trip to Europe, my life-changing trip that was so fun, like once-in-a-lifetime, amazing, amazing trip. I do want to apologize before I even start because I'm sick. I don't know if you guys can hear it in my voice. I've been sick for so long. All the traveling I've done in the past, like, two weeks has just caught up to me, and I'm just so sick. I'm so congested. My throat is sore, like, the whole thing. But I had to give you guys a podcast because I don't want to go, like, another two weeks without, like, talking to you guys because that's just so bad and I hate when I like don't post on time so yeah just want to say that and also this is so funny there's a lot going on in the background my mom's doing her hair people are mowing their lawns birds are chirping because it's spring and I hate birds chirping like shut up and there's just a lot going on so I hope you guys can't hear the background noise I wish you guys could see my like really ghetto setup I have these like noise canceling I don't even know what you call them they're like boards I'm gonna like take a picture and post it on Instagram of like my ghetto studio setup but anyways I'm gonna talk to you guys about my whole European trip from start to finish everything I did and so when people keep asking me how was Europe I'm just gonna send them the link to this podcast episode so yeah I hope you guys enjoy this sort of very detailed synopsis of my trip to London and Paris Okay, how could I not put that in? How could I not? I sang it the whole time I was there, seriously. Okay, so now you guys fully understand (laughs) that me and my mom, it was the two of us, we went on a trip to London and Paris. Paris is a place that my mom has always wanted to go to her whole life, and it was really special to her. And um, I've actually been really privileged growing up. Like, my mom loves to travel, period. And me and her have just traveled my whole life, especially when I was younger. And we were just, we've been to pretty much any kind of like big city in the U.S. that you can think of. And we've been to Mexico twice. I personally went to Europe myself in high school for a school trip because we were doing Holocaust studies. And that trip was just life-changing as well, super powerful. We went to a bunch of concentration camps. So I had been to Europe once before to Germany and the Czech Republic. Oh my God, you guys can hear my like congestion. I'm sorry. And my mom had never been to Europe because I don't know. She just, obviously it's just me and her. So she was kind of like scared to go out of the country and like she didn't really know what it'd be like. So we still felt that way, even though I'm grown and she's grown as well. But we did our trip through this organization called Go Ahead Tours. And this is not sponsored, even though they should sponsor me. But the trip I did in high school was also through this program because they do high school trips, they do college trips, and then they do adult trips. So obviously me and my mom did the adult trip and it was a eight-day trip to London and Paris. And they basically handle everything for you, like the flights, the hotel, the transportation, the tours, just everything. And you're with a, a group of people, but... 
it's not like you're not with them the whole time. You're very much free. But you kind of have that protection of having, like, a tour guide and other people that you can, like, travel with and trust. You know what I mean? Like, so we're not with them, like, all the time at all. But it's just kind of like a safer way to travel to different parts of the country, especially, you know, not to be that person, but we are two black women. So, of course, it's a little safer when we have other Americans around us that we can, like, trust and we don't know, you know, how we're going to be perceived or treated in another country, especially we've never gone before. That is the harsh reality of being black in not only America, but in the world. So we felt a lot safer doing it this way. And it was just such a great great choice for us so it's really cool about go ahead tours and like I said I'm not sponsored at all (laughs) if y'all want to sponsor me hit me up but anyways no like what was really cool about this was that you could pay monthly so we signed up probably back in we did like the Black Friday sale and so we kind of just paid monthly until the trip which is really cool because obviously a lot of people can't just like cough up like you know thousand dollars or whatever just like off the rip so It was cool that we had a payment plan and then, you know, they kind of just like sent us all the information we really needed. They were there for us to call. You know, it was just it was a very safe way to travel overseas and I really, really liked it. So they're a really good company to travel with. So I'm just going to like give you kind of our itinerary, what we did and just like all my experiences. And I also want to talk about the major differences I see between America and Europe. It's so funny, like all the little differences that there are. So. So like I said, it was an eight-day trip, which was long enough for us because we don't really like to be somewhere for a super long time. I know a lot of people, they're like, oh, I want to go on vacation for two weeks and blah, blah, blah. And I mean, not only could I not just take that much time off of work, but I don't know. I just felt like the eight days was like enough time and we saw everything we wanted to. So I really have no complaints about that. So day one, we had an overnight flight. So... I think our flight was at like 10 p.m. And then we got to London, I don't know, it ended up being like 11 o'clock a.m. I don't know, the time difference was like five hours. So that was what really messed us up. So we had this flight, our flight was only five hours, which I was really shocked about because it literally takes the same amount of time to get to Vegas. And I think that when I went to Germany, the flight was like eight hours. For So for some reason, I was just assuming that it was going to be a really long flight, but it wasn't at all. So we had an overnight flight thinking we were going to sleep the whole time, but we like I just didn't. like my, I think my mom watched like two movies. I watched like a movie and I was just like reading, listening to podcasts. So we didn't really get that much sleep. So we're arriving in London. We get picked up by this chauffeur and like, the nicest Mercedes ever, and mind you, everything in London, oh yeah, so we went to London first, by the way, everything in London is obviously on the opposite side, so we get picked up by this, like, super nice Mercedes, and I'm just, like, talking to the guy who was, like, not friendly at all, and I'm like, this is such a cool car, oh my god, you're on the left side, oh my gosh, this is so cool, like, freaking out, and he was just like, "Uh uh-huh, okay, so we get to our hotel, and obviously our room isn't ready, and, like, we're just exhausted at this point because it's I think it's like 4 a.m. back home and like the sun is out and like we had really good weather in London and in Paris like it was almost unheard of like our tour guide kept telling us how warm it was and how nice it was usually it's always overcast it's always raining and we're just like okay like cool like so we were obviously really happy about that we got to our hotel there was no room and um we kind of just had to walk around like the city 
And it was funny because my coworker, shout out to Melanie, she told me to check out Notting Hill when I was in London. And to our surprise, our hotel was actually in Notting Hill. So we got to take a little walk around and just kind of see everything. Notting Hill, and I don't know if you guys know the movie with Julia Roberts. It's called Notting Hill. (laughs) And it's literally just this gorgeous neighborhood with all these beautiful buildings. The architecture is incredible. So we just walked around, even though we were dead tired. When we finally did get a room, you guys. So we stayed at like the Hilton, the, the Kensington Hilton or something. It sounds super like legit. And it was a nice hotel, but obviously, like, I keep, like, clearing my throat, so I apologize. But, obviously, things in Europe, it's weird. Like, I just feel like everything in America is a lot more grand, like, for no reason. Like, everything is bigger. Like, I don't know. So, I think I was just kind of, like, expecting a, not a better room, but just, like, a little something more grand. Especially for it to be the Hilton. So our room was, like, so small. We tried to open the door, and, like, we could barely, like, the walkway was so tiny. I could barely fit my suitcase through it. We had two twin beds. Like, me and my mom, we just sleep on twin beds, which I was just kind of like, uh, like, damn, like, we couldn't even get a full, you know, like, everything in Europe is just so much smaller. So I was like, okay. Um, so we literally just napped for, I think, about six hours. So the the first day was kind of just, like, not a waste but we had to just kind of catch up with the jet lag because it was just so severe so we just literally napped for so long it was funny we were like watching tv and they were they were playing like housewives of atlanta (laughs) so i'm like okay at least the tv's like normal here um so yeah the first day we just kind of like caught up on you know our jet lag sleep and stuff like that then we went out for a dinner with the whole um tour so we met our tour guide we met everyone on our tour and it was a super good dinner. Um, I obviously, not obviously, if you guys don't know this, I have really severe like dairy and nut allergies. So I was really scared going to Europe because I just didn't know how that would be. I remember in high school when I went to Germany, I literally starved because like, obviously we were on a school trip, so we kind of had to eat whatever they gave us. And I was, I remember just being allergic to everything so I was really, really nervous, but obviously I'm an, adult, I'm an adult, so I could, like, pick and choose what I wanted. It wasn't that hard. In London, they were really, really good about it. And actually, I think America should, America should adopt this. When we would go to stores, I would just pick up, like, some chips or something, and it would they would bold all of the allergens in the ingredients, which makes it so easy. Like, literally, you guys in America, I'm always, like, reading every single ingredient. I'm reading ingredients all the time, but in Europe, they just bold all of the allergens. So it just makes it really easy. And they're really good about like allergies. They're just like, okay, yes. Like they ask any place you go there, they ask you straight up, like, do you have allergies? Like no matter what, they label things vegan, vegetarian. So London was really on point when it came to my allergies. So that was really cool. Um, Yes, we had dinner that night. Everyone was super cool. Obviously, everyone in my tour was older because... You know, it is the adult tour, and a lot of people were, like, you know, probably my mom's age and stuff like that, but, like, it didn't bother me. Like, it was fine, and everyone's really cool. Like I said, we don't spend, like, that much time with them. So, yeah, the dinner was awesome, and then day two was kind of just our tour guide day of London. So, we we got on this, like, bus, like, early in the morning. Oh, so, I forgot to mention... 
the dinner was included with our tour. So that was cool. And then breakfast every day was included with our tour. So that does help with like saving a little money because obviously the euros, like transfer, um, the conversion rate from like dollars to pounds, dollars to euros is just a fucking hot mess. I'll talk about that a little later. <laughs> so I really did like that um, about the tour. They did include a lot of meals for us. So we didn't have to spend like crazy money all the time. So second day, we're on this like tour bus. We're just seeing all the like major things in London. It was so cool. We went over the London Bridge and I was playing London Bridge by Fergie and it was just iconic. And we saw the London Eye. Like we just saw all these all these things. We get dropped off at like Buckingham Palace and then we kind of have the day to ourselves. And my mom purchased tickets to get on the London Eye. And we just like just we did everything. We just like walked around Europe. We just took so many pictures. Not Europe. <laughs> we walked around London, took so many pictures, and like I said, it was super hot that day. I was really wearing like a tank top, like boyfriend jeans, like sneaks, like it was super hot, so it was awesome. We got like slushes and just we just had a grand old day. Um the wait for the London Eye was insane. We waited for that thing for like over an hour and if you've ever been to Las Vegas and been on the, like, high roller there, I mean, this sounds so fucked up, but, like, I would take the Las Vegas, <laughs> um, I can't, I keep blanking, I, I would take that, I would take that Ferris wheel over the London Eye, and I know that sounds so horrible, but, like, London, the, the views just weren't, like, that gorgeous, and, like, oh, I didn't to say this, but the Big Ben has, is literally under construction for four years like my mom has been waiting to go to Europe her whole life and like we go when the Big Ben is like under construction so the whole building is just covered in like you know like construction bullshit and we couldn't even see it so yeah that kind of put like a damper on it a little bit but yeah it was fun we went on the London Eye like it was fine it it was kind of just like we were waiting so long that I think when we actually got on it, we were kind of just over it at that point. So I don't want to say that, like, the London Eye wasn't good, but if you've ever been to Las Vegas, like, you could probably skip out on the London Eye. Like, I remember a lot of people on our trip was like, oh, how was that? We wanted to do that, but we forgot. And, I like, we were just kind of like, eh, like, you know, like, it's fine that you missed it, basically. So that's just my feelings on that. Um, What else did we do? Oh yeah, we were at Buckingham Palace and we got to see the changing of the guards. So that was really, really cool. And yeah, Buckingham Palace is just huge and beautiful. Looks just like the pictures. We took so many pictures and we really just kind of like did our own thing and just like went shopping and eating and just everything we wanted to see we did. So it was a good first day in London. And then our hotel was next to, our tour guide said it was like the second biggest mall in Europe so it was like right near a hotel and it had the best restaurants ever you guys they had so many options like every kind of food you could ever think of like Italian Brazilian Chinese like sushi like everything like was there and so we had pho one night I think that was the night we had pho and it was the best pho ever like spring rolls on deck like so spicy so good And so that was a really good location for our hotel because we just had so many options every single night. 
And this was also the day we had to figure out how to use the London, I guess, train system. And it's actually cute. They, like, you know how you have, like, a Metro card in New York or, like, a Charlie card in Boston? They call their card an Oyster card. So we got an Oyster card, and which cost us so much fucking money, but that's another conversation for another day. We took the train because you guys know I'm obsessed with astrology. And on Twitter, I saw this um, picture once, and it was called The Astrology Shop. And I remember looking at it, and it was, like, in the comments. Everyone's like, oh, where is this? Where is this? And they're like, oh, it's in London. And I was like, fuck, I have to find that when I go to London. And I literally just looked it up in my phone. It was super simple to find, and it was right. I think it was only, like, a couple stops away from our hotel. So we went there. I got this incredible reading. Like, it was like they basically printed out this whole book, like, It wasn't a birth chart reading, but it was something kind of similar. And we were talking to the astrologer there, and he was just, like, analyzing me and my mom's whole relationship just by, like, looking at my birth time, which was insane. So that was super cool because you guys know I just, like, geek out over astrology, and everything about that was, like, just so fun. So that was cool. So, and then we, like, it was funny. We walked down the street, and then we see that Motown, the musical, is playing in, like, an hour. <laughs> and this is a musical that my mom has been, like, trying to get tickets in Boston to see for, like, $100. $100 plus. We go inside, and they're like, oh, it's going to be, like, 20 euros. And my mom's like, really? So we got tickets for that. We were so tired because we were just going the whole day. But we ate, and then we saw the musical. So that was super fun. It was so good, like... It was incredible. So, yeah, that sums up our first day in London. Oh, my God, this this podcast is going to be so long. I'm only on our first day, and I'm in, on, like, 17 minutes. I'll try to speed it up. Went to sleep. Next day, we go to Oxford. So we went to, like, Oxford University, which was really cool. It was, like, basically, like, I felt like I was at, like, the Harry Potter school, which is funny because Harry Potter Goblet of Fire was actually filmed there. So it's, like, a really small town. It was probably, like, an hour away super beautiful though like stunningly beautiful and then that same day we went like another hour and a half to Stonehenge and I was so excited to go to this you guys because as you guys know from this podcast I am pretty spiritual and I just love the whole story behind Stonehenge it's just these huge huge rocks in the middle of a field like It's the most gorgeous area I've ever seen. The greenery, the sky. I just felt like I was literally in a dream. That's how beautiful it was. And no one knows how these huge, like, four-ton rocks just came to be on this field. There's no water around it. There's no mountains. There's no clear evidence on how these rocks could have gotten there. And that's kind of the whole, like, spiritual kind of mystical thing about it is kind of, like, the whole mystery of how these rocks got there. Like, people think it's aliens, people think it's just something from God, you know, we just don't know. So that was just really powerful, you know, seeing that in person and just how big and beautiful it was. So I really just took my time and kind of, like, meditated on it and just, like, I just felt really, really whole and complete at that time and just seeing how the world is so much bigger than us and there's just so, like, so many mysterious things about the world that we'll just never know. So it was just mystifying and beautiful. So I really enjoyed that. So that, like, just going to Oxford and going to Stonehenge was, like, the full day in itself because it just, we were driving for hours and we were there for hours. But that was just such a beautiful day to kind of just get out of the city of London and just see, like, different parts of England. And 
I just really enjoyed it. It was just such a day that I just felt really like whole. And this whole time, um, I wasn't really on my phone that much. I would only be on my phone when I, well, I would post like an Insta story during the day, but I wasn't like scrolling. I wasn't liking things. I wasn't texting my friends. I really wanted to stay as present as I could to really just enjoy the vacation. So I'm really glad that I did that. Oh, so yeah, that was the night we just like went back, had dinner and like went to sleep because it was just such a long day. The next day we went to, um, where did we go? Oh, the London Tower, which is basically where like we saw like the crown jewels. So basically like where Queen, we saw Queen Elizabeth's like crown, all her jewels. That was actually really cool because they had this like movie playing of just like her is it called inauguration like her queen inauguration like back in the 50s and just really kind of getting educated on all the culture of being a royal and just seeing all of the like insane like jewels and crowns there was just it was really awesome and we learned a lot about the history that day i saw a raven in real life in person and then after we did that we took a boat ride on the river and we kind of just like Um, passed by the London Eye again and we met these like two Americans that was really cool Um, it was so funny because the thing about London was that no one really talks there that's one of like the differences I see with America like you can always spot another American because they're the ones yelling they're the ones being very expressive and loud and like we're just so extra so like we really just stick out like, so we got on this boat and we couldn't, fi- me and my mom, like, couldn't find a seat. And we're, like, looking at people, like, oh, like, is this? And, like, they just, like, wouldn't respond to us. I don't want to say that, like, people in London are rude. Because they're not. Like, when you talk to them, they'll respond and they'll be very nice. But it's not like America where you can just approach anyone and, like, it's fine. It's kind of just, like, they're very, like, standoffish and they're not going to, like, really talk to you or really engage with you. So we were like trying to look for a freaking seat on this boat and then like we just hear these like two americans they're like oh sit with us like right here we have room and we're like my mom's like oh thank god like no one was even responding to us and then like they're just like yeah i know like people are just so weird here it was just funny like it just seems like when you're in when you're in london you just have to just like keep to yourself and just like go about your business like no one is trying to engage or talk we would try to tell, like, funny jokes, and they they would just be like, what? Like, it was just, like, everyone thought we were crazy, like, all the time. So, it was really funny. So, yeah, our boat ride was beautiful. I actually saw... Oh, my God, do you guys watch Black Mirror? So, the episode where the guy had to have sex with a pig to save the princess's life. We, <laughs> we saw the bridge that the princess, like, ran over at the end of the episode, like... When she got freed, at the very end of the episode, you see her, like, cross this bridge. So that's actually called the Millennium Bridge in London. And we actually saw that, and I was, like, freaking out. Like, look, everyone, it was on Black Mirror. And they're just, like, no one knew what I was talking about. But, yeah, that was really cool. And we went to, like, Westminster Abbey. And then we just went back to, like, Notting Hill, took a bunch of pictures, had lunch. And, yeah, just more sightseeing, just, like, doing, like, whatever we wanted. So, that was awesome. I think I'm on the fourth day now. I'm not sure. 
But that was the day when we took a train to Paris. So that was kind of not annoying, but it's like we had to pack up all of our stuff. Like it was like we had to repack and like take a train to Paris. And another difference between America and Europe is that you have to walk so much. And like, it's just funny because like people always talk about the obesity rate in America and stuff like that. And I didn't really understand why, but like, obviously like their food is healthier, but you have to walk so much in Europe. Like there's no, like there's escalators, there's elevators, but it's not the way that we have it here. Like, even when we first, first arrived to London, I swear to God, we had to walk probably, like, a mile through the airport just to get to, like, customs, just to get to our baggage claim. Like, you really have to walk. Like, in America, they would be, like, shuttles, probably, from, like, one terminal to another. But in Europe, they're just like, nope, fuck you, you're just gonna walk, you know what I mean? So, it it's not really, like, handicap accessible over there. So, what happened was that Obviously, like I said, there was a lot of older people on our tour. So when we got off the train, like when we got to Paris, we were on this train. We just had to like take all of our luggage and literally walk like so far to our bus. And like all these older people, like, you know, they just, you know, they can't like keep up that much or just think like different things like that. Like it was just such a far walk. So my mom was always joking around like, damn, you really have to be like skinny and fit to be in Europe because there's just no like accommodations really like there's there's always like stairs there's always like really long walks like no escalators like i don't know it's just something i noticed so yeah we got to paris all was well and paris just like amped up everything like my jaw dropped i instantly fell in love with paris it is really just the most beautiful place ever i don't like I loved London, but I, like, loved Paris. Like, when people ask me, what did you like better? I, like, 100,000% loved Paris so much. It was just so beautiful, and the vibe was a lot different. It was a more, like, chill, friendly vibe. Like, London was very, like, my friend Tatiana asked me, she was like, oh, did you feel like London was like New York? And I, I completely will say yes to that. Like, London is very like kind of hustle bustle people don't really want to talk to you (laughs) like like I said not rude but definitely not as friendly Paris was different like everyone's very relaxed people are in love they're happy um the architecture is so on point like just insanely beautiful everywhere you go you could be like in an alleyway and Paris is still so beautiful um Our hotel was definitely a lot nicer in Paris as well. It was a lot bigger. I don't know. I think just, like, Paris just kind of, like, amped up my kind of expectations just from, like, going from London to Paris. It was just way different, and I just preferred it a lot better. So when we got there, got settled in the hotel, and we were just, like, ready. Like, we're just ready to go. We walked to um, Notre Dame, which was, like, probably only, like, a mile from our hotel, which was cool. The thing about London, I felt like everything was so far, like so far. I didn't realize how huge London was. So we had to take the train all the time in London. Paris is also big, but it's not big where you can't walk. You know what I mean? Like we definitely walked a couple miles every day, like in Paris, but 
we didn't have to take the train and like we could just take an uber and it was only like five five year yeah five euros or something like that you know what i mean so it was definitely more like realistic trying to get around in paris than it was in london so we went to the notre dame first and i absolutely love that movie with quasimodo so you know i was just like super shook over it and it was just beautiful and i felt like the disney movie did a great job <laughs> of like accurately portraying how it looked in real life it was just so huge and beautiful and i just thought it was great and yeah we just did a lot of walking around paris my mom got some macaroons we got a lot of souvenirs did a lot of like just little shopping things like that then we had dinner and i tried snails which was cool um kind of just tastes like mushy mushrooms i guess you could say they were and we got like really like wine drunk and like this meal was also included on the tour so that was cool then we had a cruise ride on the La Sienne River, which is, like, obviously the famous river in Paris. Like, the one that kind of just runs through all of Paris. And I was so shook because on our way there, we were on the tour bus and our tour guide was telling us, like, oh, look, like, next to us, like, this is the bridge where, like, Princess Diana was, like, not killed, but where Princess... <laughs> that's another conspiracy theory for another day no not where she was killed but where she you know got in the car accident i was like what like i was shook i was so shook by that it was literally right under the eiffel tower like we literally saw the eiffel tower for the first time like on the bus and we're just like oh my god look it's the eiffel tower and then like our tour guide is just telling us that like princess diana just like died right under the bridge that we're like that we're like right next to we're like what the fuck like <laughs> it was hilarious because it kind of just like shifted the vibe like so awkwardly but we saw that, which was, like, really crazy because I'm kind of, like, really obsessed with Princess Diana. Like, I just love her. And to just see that in real life, and it, it just, it honestly just looked the same. Like, it looked just like it did, like, in all the documentaries I watched. So I was just like, wow, like, that's literally where it happened, you know? So we got on the boat ride, and it started to get a little chilly out, but we saw the sunset. And you guys, it was so breathtakingly beautiful, like, I'm not gonna lie, it was it was so gorgeous. And we were just taking pictures, 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 videos. And I don't know if I mentioned this, but in Europe, the sunlight stays up very, very, very long. So we're wa we're literally watching the sunset at like 9.30 at night. Like it was crazy. So our tour guide tried to get us on a boat so that we'd be able to see the Eiffel Tower at night, but it was getting so late, and, like, the sun was still up. It was, like, 9.45, and the sun still did not set. We're like, what the fuck? Um, but everything turned out perfectly. We're like, oh, we're probably not gonna see it sparkle, because whatever. I was like, oh, maybe at 10 o'clock, like, it'll sparkle. Like, I'm just keeping hope alive for everybody. And the sun, like, pretty much set, like, you can kind of see in my pictures on Instagram that the sky was still blue and, like, the sun was almost set, but not fully. But right at 10 o'clock, we were right under, like, our boat driver did an amazing job of kind of, like, slowing down and kind of, like, putting us right underneath the Eiffel Tower right at 10 o'clock. And right at 10 o'clock, the whole Eiffel Tower, like, right in front of us just sparkles. And, 
like that was just the moment like everyone on the boat was just like screaming we're like oh oh my god like it's so beautiful like my mom was like hugging me like we were fucking getting emotional like it was so beautiful and definitely a moment that I'll always like cherish it was just it was unreal like everything just worked out perfectly and like everyone was just in such a good mood after that like just drinking and like laughing and it was just incredible experience like it couldn't have worked out any better than that honestly so then day six in paris was jam-packed we went to we saw a bunch of like landmarks again and we went to like this park we had like coffee and lunch and then we went to the park that's like right in front of the eiffel tower we took like so many pictures and we learned a lot about the history of paris so that was really nice then we went to Versailles and let me tell you guys this Leo rising queen right here my Leo placements were just shaking it was the most outlandish place like so beautiful it was so my aesthetic like everything about it was so nice I just couldn't even take how beautiful it was every room I'm like snapping pictures I'm such a tourist and I just loved it so much and it like, learning the history about Louis the Fourth, and, like, you know, Marie Antoinette, obviously, we all know about her, like, living there. It's just, it's so, like, fucked up, but, like, kind of in such a cool, like, Leo way. Like, Le- like King Louis was so, like, narcissistic. He was either, he probably had to be, like, a Gemini or something. I don't even know. But he just, like, thought so highly of himself. Like, okay, so here's just like a couple stories i'm trying to keep this brief because we're literally like i'm rambling so much this is gonna be like an hour episode but king louis his bedroom in the mansion in versailles was located in a place where the sun like (laughs) they had to do all this like latitude longitude basically so he wanted to wake up where the sun would like rise and set or like something crazy like that so basically saying like the universe begins, starts and begins with him every morning. Like, when he wakes up, he is the center of the universe. And, like, just the little things he did just to make it known, like, how amazing he was like that was insane. Every single door in the mansion was, like, plated with gold, and it had, like, the two double L's. It was, like, his, like, symbol for, like, King Louis. And they were all, like, 14-karat gold, like, huge plates all over the doors, like, so many bedrooms every room was dedicated to a greek god he literally thought that he was a god like pictures of him in every single room i've just never he just loved himself so much that it was it was disgusting but it was honestly so inspirational at the same time like i want to love myself as much as king louis loves himself it's very like kanye-esque like he just really thought he was a shit and we just learned how like Marie Antoinette just like didn't give a fuck about anyone or anything and it was just the the history behind Versailles is just so awesome and I'm not even someone who's really into history like that but I'm really into Greek mythology and just all the connections they made was just it was just super cool then we went to the gardens which was like so extra as well like mind you during this time when all this was built people in in France were so poor dying in the middle of the street king louis did not give a fuck he was building this like temple because he felt like he was in heaven there was only like three people who lived there 
And, like, all these starving people could have lived in that fucking mansion, and he just didn't care. So, yeah, it's pretty fucked up, but literally, the gardens, like, you would just see one part of it, like, wow, this is huge. And then you would keep walking, and then there was another garden, and then there was another garden, and then you could see, like, a lake in the middle of the garden, and then you could take a boat ride. It Like, it was insane how big this fucking place was, and just how grand and over-the-top it was just for him like he didn't care about anyone but himself the narcissism is off the chain then um we got back from versailles we went to delouve which was awesome like you know just all these places you see on instagram like all these like fashion bloggers they always go here and like all that stuff and like the mona lisa like just seeing it in real life was awesome mind you during this whole trip I would always get, like, aggravated with my mom about pictures because I felt so much pressure to slay on Instagram. And she took the most iconic photo of me in front of the Louvre Pyramid, and I have my finger, like, touching the tip of it. Like, it was so funny. Like, every other picture she took on vacation just, like, didn't come out, like, that well. But, like, she nailed that one photograph. Like, the hardest photograph I asked her to take, she nailed it. It was insane. <laughs> it was so it just worked out so perfectly so that was awesome go check that out on my instagram give it a like was that the seventh day i don't know what day i'm on anymore i'm just literally just looking through my photos to try to like remember what i did like every day was just jam-packed and we like did not stop traveling but that was a good thing it was so fun um yeah like i said everyone in paris was in love all the time you just see couples like so happy it was a good vibe right outside our hotel was like popping like literally every night they would have like music playing people dancing in the street like getting drunk like it was just such a vibe like I really enjoyed it so my mom me and my mom would just go out there and just like talk to people and like look at them dancing and like all that stuff and the next day we went to um Monet's garden which was like crazy beautiful okay mind you I'm like not an outdoorsy person though so I didn't realize that like this is like this is when the weather started to get it wasn't bad but it just wasn't as it turned into like normal Parisian weather so it was super um like cloudy and like a little chilly it was probably like 60s and it was like raining a little bit so we're in Monet's garden there's just like all these flowers around like my allergies are fucked like I just I just felt so icky, but my mom was, like, just living her best life, taking pictures of every single flower in the whole, like, garden, but no, I'm glad she enjoyed it, but that kind of gave us a weird vibe, because we were, like, in the middle of nowhere out in France, and I don't want to say people were racist, but we were definitely, like, the only black people in the garden, obviously, and, you know, we just kind of got, like, a little more stares and just stuff like that, so... I wouldn't say racist, but, you know, when you're going into any, like, rural place, like, even in America, that would happen, like, there's no diversity there, so you just kind of get, not treated differently, but you just kind of, you just feel, you don't feel as comfortable, maybe, because there's just, like, no other minorities around. Um, So, yeah, I just want to keep that in mind for y'all, if you're people of color trying to travel, you know, just, just be careful where you go. And I think that's all, like, I wrapped up all the big things we did, because I'm not gonna, like, go on and on and on, but long story short, like, Paris was, like, just so 
beautiful and amazing and fun. And me and my mom just like really like me and my mom are really close anyway, but we just really bonded during this vacation. We had a blast. We ate good. Oh, I tried duck for the first time. It was so good. I don't know. We just had such a good time and just being like really like present was like so amazing. I discovered lots, lots of new music over there just like the people and just seeing a different way of life like there was a lot of differences like I said like you can't really be fat in Europe the food is different the cultural differences of just people being like a little bit more reserved and like things being smaller oh another thing was like they never drank with ice like ice was not a thing that you could find very often um yeah just like little things like that but it was just awesome to just like be present and just have fun like bonding with my mom and just having her be in Europe for the first time and just experiencing that with her it was just a trip of a lifetime and I just I just feel so blessed to be able to go and just have that good time with her I would definitely be going back to definitely Paris again even London I did like London I hope you guys don't think that like I didn't like it but I just don't think it was like what I expected but Paris is definitely everything you hear about and more. Like, Paris is the shit. Like, it's the most amazing city on earth. For reals. So I'm pretty sure we just had a last night dinner with the whole tour. And we met, like, really awesome people. Like, we got everyone's, like, phone numbers and emails and stuff. So that was really great. And overall, like, our trip with Go Ahead Tours was just awesome. They just always had our backs. They were super helpful anything we needed like they were just there for us and we didn't have to worry about anything which was the best part of it I know a lot of people say like oh you can save money without going on a tour but I honestly don't think that's true because we got a lot out of it we did a lot of different excursions that probably would have costed way more and you just have that like kind of safety net of safety and like a tour guide that just has your back the whole time and like I don't know it's just it was definitely just like the perfect thing for me and my mom to do you know just like being two, like, African-American women, like, traveling overseas, it was just the best kind of option for us, and I don't regret it at all, and I highly, highly, highly recommend Go Ahead Tours to anyone out there. I honestly think that I'm gonna do, like, the EF College break tours, like, even, like, by myself, maybe, because I think that would be a really cool experience, and, like, those are, I think you have to be 18 through 28 to do those, so I might just do those like myself and um, yeah so I just really love the company and they set up our flight and like our trip you know like our travels to go home it was a really good easy flight we watched a lot of movies and you know obviously the jet lag got to us when we got home but like I said it was just such such a good trip and I'm just so happy and if you guys have any other questions about go ahead tours or just Anything else that I probably left out or anything, just feel free to ask me. And I hope you guys stayed with me, like, listening to this long episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. But, yeah, I just wanted to recap my whole trip and just, like, tell you guys how awesome it was and just talk about the differences of Europe and America, you know? They are different, but, you know, I don't think that, like, Europeans hate us or anything, but they're just kind of, like, not used to how, like, upfront we are and, like, how expressive we are and just like loud and crazy but it really made me love being an American because I do like that about us like we're not reserved we say what we feel we do what we want we like to have fun and yeah so 
I loved Europe, but I love America too. America. Like always, here's my little spiel. Rate me five stars on iTunes. Listen to me on SoundCloud and iHeartRadio. As always, I love you guys so, so much. See you next week. Bye.